0: Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the President, please send them to pip at Christian Center We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arsky, coming to you live from North Carolina. And today we want to have eyes to see what the Lord is showing us and what is really going on in the spiritual realm right now, I'm not being distracted by what the news media would want us to be distracted by with some stories that are going on. If you've been paying attention to anything over this weekend, you know what I'm talking about. And I'll talk a little bit about those, but first we want to dive into Scripture. And we want to see and remind ourselves of things and the plans of the enemy, especially today of all days, Um, on October 31st, and we see in 2 Kings 3 where Israel is met with a rebellion from the Moabites and the king of Moab, Mesha, where he made a deal with the then king of Israel, uh, King Ahab, to um, pay Israel 100,000 lambs. And the wool of 100,000 rams. And then when Ahab died. And his son Jehoram came in. To be king. He no longer. um, Thought that the deal was worthy of. Staying in. At all. And so as we we move forward here. We see both nations rise to battle. And the continual battle rages on. And then going down to. um, Verse 21, we see here that where the Moabite people have seen where the where they rose in the morning and the sun shone on the water, the Moabites saw the, the water opposite them as red as blood. Then they said, this is blood. The kings have surely fought together and they have slain one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. So they thought the war was over. They thought it was time for the spoils um, after their king had won. But when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites arose and struck the Moabites so that they fled before them, and they they went forward into the land slaughtering the Moabites. Thus they destroyed the cities, and each one threw a stone on every piece of good land and filled it. So they stopped all the springs of water and felled all the good trees until Kir Hareseth only they left it stones however the slingers went about it and struck it, when it and this is this is the point here where we want to have eyes to see what the enemy is willing to do to try to have power over those in opposite they're in opposition with And in verse 26, when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him 700 men who drew swords to break through the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his oldest son, who was to reign in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering on the wall. And there came great wrath against Israel, and they departed for him and returned to their land. And on this journey of studying the future war of the church and in this chapter of dethroning the thrones of iniquity, we're seeing what the enemy is willing to do in this scenario where they're losing a battle. And in some instances, you could say that right now. But the reality is, is at what point will they, you know, give up or do they think that they're winning and then reality is is they're willing to do even more than some have even considered and chuck points out he says have eyes to see the enemy's sacrifice around you here we find where moab rose up against israel in rebellion the moabite king seeing that he was being soundly defeated in battle took his oldest son who was to inherit the throne and killed him offering him as a burnt sacrifice along the wall i mean you're thinking about your own son that's the length that in this instance the moabite king was willing to go to to potentially win a battle that he was losing and we have to ask ourselves is are we willing to be obedient to the cries of the lord in this season and in the next not just for personal gain but to, as in, in this instance with the Moabites, as to be able to withstand the onslaught of the enemy to come into attack after, in this instance, they were in rebellion and broke a covenant relationship that they had agreed to be to come into. So we see that and we just, you know, as Scripture says, those who have eyes to see, let them see, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And so with that we see in the news some things that are we have to have some discernment on. And the first story it involves Israel and that Israel is being asked by the UN General Assembly to get rid of its nuclear weapons and not to seek any nuclear weapons in the future in the guise of hoping to make a nuclear-free Middle East. And the vote went, of the entire um, UN General Assembly, 152 to 5, where Canada, U.S., Micronesia, Palau, and the United States voted against, and 24 countries abstained, including some European Union members. This is quite interesting because you have... um, Iran asking for this deal as part of this deal being pushed on to Israel is that not only will they dispose of all their nuclear weapons, but they'll place the nuclear sites under the inter, the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, who is also over Iran's nuclear – supposedly nuclear sites that they're only doing for healthcare purposes, and they're not doing it to be able to produce nuclear weapons but we want to push Israel to do this Uh, this is a false facade and and the vote of a hundred this is this is in committee so it hasn't gone to the full General Assembly yet but it is most likely headed there now will Israel actually give into this hopefully not hopefully not Uh, and, and that's why this vote coming up in Israel is ever more important For the people of Israel to choose someone who's not, even if this is voted forward into the UN General Assembly, to not go forward with this. I mean, this would be just disastrous. Hopefully, the United States and our administration can continue to not go forward with this um, and stand against this as they have here already, which is a good thing. Um, And so we want to see and pay attention to this as this possibly moves forward um in going into the general full journal sem- assembly here, which also leads into part of the problem with the Lebanese maritime deal that just occurred. You' also have the then sitting president of Lebanon leave there is a transition government who they have no idea who they're going to put in place in Lebanon, possibly being led by someone from Hezbollah and as part of this deal that was, Made by Israel and Lebanon. Uh, So the opposing view is finally starting to be reported out from the Jerusalem Post in stating that uh, Lebanon and Hezbollah tend to and have in the past not agreed to actually. abstain from crossing the boundaries not really upheld the boundaries that were there in the first place and then this idea of a nuclear free Israel is being proposed as part of this they're pushing for this um, even involved in this Lebanon deal so there's a lot of things that that are going on right now that we need to pay attention to involving Israel and where the United States in this administration stands thankfully for now on the UN General Assembly vote and look they're most likely voting for it because they believe that it could go through that's how this administration works well if you're going to lose anyways it, who cares we might as well um, stand by our allies uh, unfortunately and so that's the real somewhat of the reality situation going on there but something to pay attention to and also to pray for Um, those who are voting not only here in the United States but in Israel as well also, in Russia and Ukraine, we're seeing more uh, targeting of infrastructure sites, civilian sites, energy sites um, as more uh, more barrages within and around Kiev and across Ukraine have gone out um, while we were asleep early in Monday. and there's no real talk about um, anything slowing down as Russia, if you saw over the weekend has announced. Uh, More troops coming to, that have, actually, first who have come to the forefront of the battle line, and then also those more who are coming later in November as they get trained. And so the the drafts that have been going on are finally starting to see fruition for Russia. And now the question is, is does Ukraine have the strength to withstand the, the next wave? And so that's quite interesting. And involved in all of that, you have the U.S., Ukraine, NATO, and Russia, kind of in dis- de- dispute about um, the grain deal that was agreed to from Russia, and because of um, a recent involvement with uh, British ships in and around Russian ports, Russia is saying that, well, this is bad faith, so we're going to shut this down. The reason this is important is this is to show a – in this current time, a basic um, given with grain, a basic understanding of making sure we're discerning multiple situations clearly. So with the grain, the reason this is important to get this out, to get the grain out to the rest of the world is because this is a major portion of the world where this grain comes from. And so countries like poorer countries in Africa and in Asia and the rest of the world who need there to be an ample supply of this grain out there because when prices get higher, as demand and supply of grain gets smaller, the, the demand gets higher and so prices grow higher. And these companies have to decide where they're going to ship this grain to with once they get it out of the por- these ports. And so when there's less less of a supply of grain, prices continue to go higher and poorer countries can't afford to pay it. So then they look for alternatives. And in some instances, there is no alternative. They can't get enough calories to be able to support their diets throughout the whole country. Thus, you have a scenario there. Hopefully, you can see it clearly. Now, with that being said, we have the issue of the seriously low supply of oil in the United States that we've talked about uh, of the 25, less than 25 days of diesel throughout the entire country. Now, something to be very mindful of is that. Thankfully, you know, people are aware of the situation situation and understand it. And you have the... the some politicians claiming that, well, and, bra- and getting upset that those oil companies are raking in huge profits amid the consumer squeeze because like the grain, the same as in oil, because of some things that have happened in the past season and the, the lack of um, oil and gas leases being proposed and, and let out, you have a lower supply of oil, natural gas, etc., all the above. So the the oil goes to the highest bidder. And right now, it wherever these companies are choosing to send it to, they're sending it to the highest bidder. And then the reason I point this out is because you have uh, Democrats and those alike, this administration claiming, well, the, how greedy that these oil companies are. They're just choosing to rake in these profits, et cetera, and all this stuff. But let's let's remind ourselves what happened during twenty twenty, during COVID, when uh, they were losing hand over fist trillions and trillions of dollars because of transportation blockages and the world shutting down and what we find is when we go back and we look at history from two minutes ago we see that they lost upwards of a trillion the entire energy sector lost upwards of a trillion dollars in 2020 um, as the reports from 2020 show that In 2019, year over year, they were making $2.47 trillion and then uh, the projected – and really, they were um, a trillion dollars less. So nobody wants to talk about right now, oh, these oil companies, they're raking in all this money, but they also lost money in past because what happened was the supply didn't in that time go forward because these oil and gas companies were having to cut projects, cut – Um, exploration on their own doing because there was no nowhere to send the supply out because things were being shut down you had government tyrannies all around the world and so I point this out to hopefully allow us to discern these political platitudes right now right before the midterms that are being talked about And, and so hopefully we're not distracted from what seems like a nice talking point because when the times are good the times are good for these old companies but when times are bad times are bad and well well these old companies they just have to suck it up at the at that point that's unfortunately this is how business operates and politicians in some degree need to be made aware and what's interesting is 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 <laughs> the president and from his his social media postings was saying he's like i can't he literally this is literally posted from his presidential account he says can't believe i have to say this but giving profits to shareholders is not the same thing as bringing prices down to american families as these companies are giving they're buying back stock to give back to their shareholders and dividends etc and stuff and so he's claiming that this is this is horrible uh on thursday he said that's um talking about some of the profits that they made. He said it's more than twice on what they made in the third quarter of last year, and they raised their dividends as well, so the profits are going back to their shareholders instead of going to the pump and lowering the prices. So there's no guarantee that this will continue for these oil and gas companies, in, unfortunately in the eyes of uh, uh, of the president. They can have lean years, and they can have, ha- have meaty years. And right now they're going through a meaty year because of the lack of supply, there are countries out there who can yet still afford it and they're paying it. And so there's that scenario going on. Now, I say I'll to say is with the going along the idea of making sure not distracted is you're seeing the the story around Nancy and Paul Pelosi that I think there's a lot of missing information whether it's intentional or not intentional who knows? But you're seeing this from Democrats, Obama, and others alike, is that they're saying to those who are in opposition of Nancy Pelosi's political agenda to stop talking about Nancy Pelosi, to so stop all advertisements while um, Paul Pelosi is in recovery. And And look, we pray the truth comes out on this situation. We pray um, everyone is healthy, healed, recovering from this. It's sad to see this situation occur. Um, it's quite interesting to see what is actually happening. Um, but the reality is is you have Democrats saying, well, all Republicans uh, um, attacks against Pelosi need to stop. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi herself is going out and campaigning and fundraising off of this ordeal – And talking about how it's important right now because they're blaming, trying to tie this to January 6th and Trump and all this stuff. But yet, meanwhile, they're going out and doing the exact opposite. Now, with all that being said, is to not lose focus on the reality of situations like Israel, Russia, Ukraine, oil and gas, grain, etc. We want to stay focused and, and understand that as the midterms and early voting and everything's coming up, there are polls that are showing... And this is just a prediction. Polls that are showing from CBS Battleground Tracker that Republicans will gain at least 15 seats in the coming midterm elections, putting, if that were true, it would put their total to 228 seats over the 207 um, in a margin of 12, uh, plus or minus 12 seats. And the interesting thing about this is that they predict and similar predicted the polls accurately in the 2018 midterms where Democrats took control. So we're seeing the realities come forward in these situations um, and some predictions being made. Now, with that being said, it doesn't necessarily mean that this will 100% happen. It could. If you remember back to the 2016 election, the polls said, you know, Democrats are going to win. Hillary, no problem. She's got Trump beat easy, no big deal. So you still have. People still have to go out and vote, and then things have to go um, legal. Things actually have to go according to how people actually vote. And so the true vote has to come forward in these scenarios. Then you also um, are seeing some show uh, the Senate as well being taken over. And so these are interesting things to see where obviously you need at least – Uh, 52 seats to overcome the tiebreaker from um, Vice President Harris, which – this comes all off the heels of Chuck Schumer getting caught on a hot mic talking about uh, potentially losing Georgia, potentially losing um, some other seats. So I I bring this to the forefront. Of you're seeing Democrats telling their Republican opponents to be quiet during this season. You can't, you can't campaign. You can't uh, do your job in this season because of this one event. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the reality of the scenario. Going back to even the scenario of um, the the depleted oil supply, diesel, etc., and, and going back to the story of the Moabites of looking at what they're willing to do. Sacrifice his own son who was yet set to inherit the throne. And all he had to do was not be in rebellion. And to honor the covenant commitment that he he made with whether a a proper king, an obedient king to the Lord or not. And King Ahab and even his son Jehoram. And so we, we just want to pray today for voters to have clear discernment, have eyes to see on this, these issues moving forward and as well continue to pray for this administration when it comes to Israel and also pray for them on this oil and gas situation that they have eyes to see and ears to hear and someone has the the backbone to speak up in this season. And we're seeing, and I'll close on this, and we're seeing in Europe now that wind turbines and solar panels are being torn down as they're going into winter and moving forward and they're making a shift whether rightfully or wrongfully they're making the shift back to coal because as oil and gas gets more expensive the cheaper option in germany in uk is to burn coal and with all this green new deal and energy and all this stuff which is yet still to be determined in my opinion is there needs to be some clarity for not only the people in positions of leadership but people in an everyday basis to understand the realities of where we're going and and know that look the, you know our my dad's podcast is about you know the economic warning coming is there's a lot of things you know there's a, a complete tug of war right now in the spiritual, and you're seeing it in the natural, and I think the energy sector is a huge way to see it play out, is people are gonna have to realize the situation and make decisions accordingly. And so, as we're leaning towards the elections in Israel, the elections in the United States, and other elections around the world, like Brazil's, is the people have decisions. And we can go down roads where we know where we're headed, and we know where where some of these disastrous decisions will lead us if we continue to go further down this road, or we can make corrective decisions, hopefully in allowing freedom to continue to have a a, a stand in this nation and moving forward. So with that, I close. Thank you to every one of you for following along, and those who watch via replay. Let's continue to this week. And today of all days, be aware of the plans of the enemy and and the willingness and how far they're willing to go in this season and in the days ahead as we continue to pray for this nation and the office of the president. So blessings, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.